Hey everyone, it's Michelle. And Brandy. And this is Spooky Shit. So this week we're going to be talking about haunted objects. I am starting out talking about the Hands Resist Him painting. Oh. Yeah, Brandy didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. And then I'm going to talk about Busby's stoop chair. Warning. This episode may contain graphic details. Listener discretion is advised. So before talking about the actual painting, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory on the artist. Bill Stoneham was born in Boston, Massachusetts in 1947, where he lived in an orphanage for nine years. Nine years, nine months. Ooh, a little bit different. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. He was eventually adopted, and with his parents, he moved to Chicago, where they stayed at his grandma's apartment to save money while his dad traveled for work. Later on, the family moved to Southern California, where he was raised. Despite never knowing his birth parents, Bill did know that his biological mom painted throughout her life, and later found out that he had half-siblings and one full biological sister. Bill was a good student and got a degree in Associate of Arts, but decided not to continue his education beyond this, as he felt he only needed to know the basics of materials and techniques as far as art went. 1972 is when his career as an artist really began, and he was contracted by Charles Feinerton. Mm-hmm, that's it. Uh, those galleries for two years. <laughs> he agreed to produce two paintings every month for $200 each. I wonder if that was a lot of money back then. So it's not a lot of money. Yeah. But it was at this gallery where Bill debuted as a one-man show in 1974. This show was reviewed for the LA Times where an art critic wrote, William Stoneham's paintings are at their best when at their weirdest. In those instances, the young artist comes close to inventing the first truly neo-surrealist painting I have encountered to date that extends the surrealist fantasies into the contemporary realm. The best works here deserve the attention of collectors devoted to traditional surrealism without objecting to a good many new and startling twists. Despite this positive review, he only sold one painting during the show, The Hands Resist Him. So, The Hands Resist Him was a self-portrait of Bill depicting him as a five-year-old next to a child-sized doll. Already sounds like it's off to a bad start, honestly, with the child-sized doll. <laughs> And to make it worse, the two are standing in front of a glass window where you can see disembodied hands floating on the other side of the glass. Uh, Bill painted this in 1972 using his own experience as an inspiration and a picture from his childhood as a reference. In this picture, he's standing with a little girl he would play with near a Chicago apartment. So it was not a creepy life-size doll, at least in real life. <laughs> and... Yeah, definitely still creepy, but I actually sent you a picture of it, Brandy. It is the first of the million pictures I sent you. I didn't even notice the hands at first. <laughs> that is creepy. Just yeah. Hands. And I don't know what the little girl's holding either. It looks like a can with like wires sticking out. And yeah, she's like frowning. It's pretty weird. And then he looks so serious too. I know, right? And whenever I see this from far away, I keep thinking that's a real little boy. <laughs> yeah, Not like a creepy way, it's just well done. <laughs> <laughs> but the name Hands Resistant was actually first name of a poem that Bill's wife had written about his experience being adopted and never knowing his biological family. 
It wasn't until a couple years later that he used this and the childhood photo as inspiration for the infamous painting. Regarding the actual painting, Bill says on his own website, The hands are the other lives, the glass door, that thin veil between waking and dreaming. The girl slash doll is the imagined companion or guide through this realm. So was, he was kind of inspired by like his subconscious and his memories and his dreams and stuff. You know, deep stuff that I have a hard time understanding. Yeah. <laughs> Just a few years after the show where the painting sold in 1978, the art critic who reviewed the show had died. I did some research and found that the critic named Henry Seldes died the night before his 53rd birthday of an apparent suicide. He had apparently been suffering from depression since the divorce and had previously been treated for an overdose of pills the year before his death. The owner of the galley where it sold, Charles Bainerton, probably, died himself in 1981 at the age of 60. But unfortunately, I was not able to find any details about how exactly he passed away. And then the person who had purchased the painting during the show in the 70s was, well, he was actually an actor by the name of John Marley. And he's most well known for his role in the movie The Godfather. He plays a character who wakes up to find his horse's severed head in his bed. And I haven't seen The Godfather because I'm not into mob movies, honestly, but even I've heard of that part of the movie and been like, oh, gross. <laughs> so, yeah, it was this guy. <laughs> but yeah, 10 years after purchasing the painting, John died at the age of 76 following an open heart surgery. So none of them are like crazy random freak accident deaths, but it is weird that like three people who kind of had to do with the painting died within uh, 10 years. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> At the time of John's death, he had already sold the painting, but its location was unknown. It resurfaced again in 2000 in an eBay listing posted by an anonymous seller. And I was struggling to find the original listing, uh, like pictures of it. So I just mostly saw like quotes of what it said. But this is what I could find. And just a heads up, this is longer. When we received this painting, we thought it was really good art. A picker had found it abandoned behind an old brewery. At the time, we wondered a little why a seemingly perfectly fine painting would be discarded like that. Today, we don't. One morning, our four-and-a-half-year-old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room during the night. Uh, Randy, your face. What the what? What what the what? (laughs) Like, I don't know. That's just the creepiest thing I've ever read in my life. Uh, Yeah. And then they wrote... Now, I don't believe in UFOs or Elvis being alive, but my husband was alarmed. To my amusement, he set up a motion-triggered camera for the nights. After three nights, there were pictures. The last two shown are from that stakeout. After seeing the boy seemingly exiting the picture under threat, we decided the painting has to go. Please judge for yourself, but before you do, please read the following warning and disclaimer. Warning, do not bid on this painting if you are susceptible to stress-related disease, faint of heart, or are unfamiliar with supernatural events. By bidding on this painting, you agree to release the owners of all liability in relation to the sale or any events happening after the sale that might be contributed to this painting. This painting may or may not possess supernatural powers that could impact or change your life. However, by bidding, you agree to exclusively bid on the value of the artwork with disregard to the last two photos featured in this auction and hold the owners harmless in regard to them and their impact, expressed or implied. So, 
Brandy, this is another one of the pictures I sent to you. It's going to be the last of the images, and it's the pictures from nighttime. Basically, it's just the doll with, like, really weird, creepy shadows cross cast across her face. And the strange item she had previously been holding, some people think, looks like a gun that she's pointing at the little boy's back. It does. It does look like a gun. I don't I don't understand what they meant by it looked like the little boy was exiting the picture though. Maybe that was some pictures that they did not put on the uh eBay page. And I I was like, this could definitely just be lighting, but I thought it was still looked creepy. <laughs> Maybe meaning like he was literally coming out of the picture. Ew, don't bleh, don't say that. <laughs> oh my god. So, side note, there's this movie called The Boy. Have oh, you yeah, seen, seen it? Oh, my God. I'm thinking of that movie. I Baby. forgot all about it. Sheesh. Have you so, seen the second one? No. I didn't know there's a second one until today. I looked it up. Katie Holmes is in it? <laughs> yeah, she's the mom. That's the so boy. weird. Okay, I'm going to definitely watch the second one if it's on Netflix. But if any of you haven't seen that movie, you should check it out. It's not exactly the same it's basically this woman gets hired to go and be a nanny for a doll and weird well, things start happening oh yeah she didn't know it was a doll at first i should say that she wasn't like some weirdo who's like sure whatever she thought it was oh, a little yeah. boy and she got there and she's like what the fuck because <laughs> yeah, uh, the parents had like this whole ass like list of shit of how they wanted mm -hmm. her to take care of him they're like, he likes you to play music loud. He likes you to, yes. like, leave his food in the room alone and all this stuff. And it's just, it was a twist that I did not see coming in the end, I must say. Yeah, me either. I was like, the fuck? Oh, my God. It's weird. You should all watch it. But yeah, it reminds me of this a little bit. <laughs> like, coming out of the portrait part. Which isn't even a spoiler. Trust me. It's fine. But anyway. <laughs> under the disclaimer, the poster also wrote... Now that we get this out, got this out of the way, one question to you e-buyers. We want our house to be blessed after this painting is gone. Does anyone know who's qualified to do this? Also, what a question to ask the eBay buyers. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The size of the painting is 24 by 36 inches, so it is rather large. As I have had several questions, here are the following answers. There was no odor left behind in the room. There were no voices or the smell of gunpowder. No footprints or strange fluids on the wall. To deter questions in this direction, there are no ghosts in this world, no supernatural powers. This is just a painting, and most of these things have an explanation. In this case, probably a fluke lighting effect. I encourage you to bid on the artwork and consider the last two paragraphs as pure entertainment, and please do not take them into consideration when bidding. And I thought that was just weird. I'm like, why write all this stuff about how it's haunted and shit, and then be like, ghosts aren't real, you guys, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I don't, they must have, like, been getting a lot of emails or something, but I thought that was so strange. <laughs> the post itself was seen over 30,000 times, and reportedly some people who viewed it would begin to feel strange. Some went as far as to say it made them feel sick or black out. Others began to have strange visitors in the night. I don't know if that means, like, bad dreams or, like, a creepy little boy and a doll coming into the room, but, uh, hopefully it's just dreams. <laughs> Uh, I'm now. <laughs> yeah what the fuck it's also said that children would begin to cry or scream when looking at the pictures so That's don't show comforting. any children <laughs> so 
The listings bidding began at $199 and eventually was sold for $1,025 after being bid on 30 times. Damn. I know. It kind of made me sad because I was like, I bet Bill didn't even make that much for it. Yeah. <laughs> and this like resellers getting it. It really but that, though. It really do. <laughs> the buyer who is in, I believe that they were a gallery owner, like an art collector. They said they did not experience anything out of the ordinary following the purchase of painting, just harassment of others by email. And they wrote, I wish I could report a bizarre happening or mind possession type of thing, but the unusual things started happening with the first email and counting. Prayers and quotes from the scriptures from a man of faith. Advice as to how to cleanse my residents of this evil thing from a Native American shaman in Mississippi. Reports of people being repulsed, made physically ill, or suffering from a blackout slash mind control experiences. I've been informed that over 34,000 people on eBay alone have reviewed this item. People want to know how I can live with this sort of thing, or want to buy a life-size reproduction. If anything, this is the real story. I had never received an email before that wasn't from some online porn site, and the only apparent reason I get these is because I fit the profile. So... (laughs) <laughs> I had some trouble understanding this at first. I think it's because it's the early 2000s. No one got emails from anything, and he meant like he got targeted emails. But mm-hmm. I was tripping when I read this at first. I was like, "Why are you telling us all about your porn site emails?" <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, it was, yeah, it was like 2000. So basically, they said the only weird thing was that a bunch of people started to email them, <laughs> or they're lying to cover up for the boy and the doll. She. <gasps> in 2004 and 2012 bill painted two sequels to the hands resistant entitled resistance at the threshold and threshold of revelation in the first sequel the little boy is now an old man and the doll appears to be taking off her face like a mask which i sent you brandy it is the second image and actually she's not taking off the mask one of the disembodied hands is Oh, damn, it's definitely a lot clearer. Yeah. (laughs) And the boy is old as fuck. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be another self-portrait. He got older. (laughs) Are those big bees? I was wondering the same thing. It looks like two, like, giant wasps are flying into it, too. I don't know. I don't know how to interpret it. The doll looks like it's floating, too. Oh, the doll is floating. I didn't even realize. Yeah, the doll's floating, and one of the hands is taking like a mask off of her and it looks like they're still outside and then the other sequel which was called the threshold of revelation uh the two are seen again this time it looks like they're in like a sewer though and he's still an old man but the doll has now become a real girl and she's holding the doll's mask and that was the third picture that's fucking weird the hands are still there though Wait, I didn't... <gasps> How did I not notice the hand? It's like a pile of hands. It's like a pile of hands and it looks like it's blocking them from getting to that pretty area over there. Oh my gosh, like the hands are trapping them. Ew! <laughs> so... platypus in his hand? <laughs> I have no idea. It looks like a jacked up fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, your boy Zach Baggins... I know. How does he fit in here? He's in every story. Yeah, he always... He's probably in your story, too, is he? No, he's... Uh, wait, actually, he might... Not no. by name, but I okay, think he I... was one. Wait, 
He does unsolved mysteries, right? Uh, I don't know if he does unsolved mysteries. I think he does uh ghost adventures. Oh, then I was gonna lose my mind if he was actually in yours. (laughs) Okay, but yeah, Zach Baggins. If you don't know, he's in Ghost Adventures and he's a paranormal investigator who we've mentioned a million times previously. But he actually tried to buy the original painting from the eBay buyer, but they were unable to make a deal. Damn. Yeah, it's funny. So following this, he reached out to Bill and eventually commissioned a prequel to the painting titled The Hands Invent Him, created in 2017. This painting depicts the other side of the glass window where a little boy is standing in a neglected room holding a paintbrush. Around the room are branches and other items lying around that seem like they could be causing the hand shapes on the other side of the glass. So I sent you that one as well, Brandy. It's the second to last one. I thought it was really interesting because in the first one, it's creepy because there's all these hands. And then the second side is kind of showing like a different perspective, like, oh, these branches are causing it or the shadow of like this bike is causing it. But there still is a hand if you look at the top of the tricycle. Yeah. Yeah, there's a creepy little tricycle with a hand on it. I mean, it's weird. There's like a hand on the wall. Oh, I didn't see that. I see that now. The hand print. It also looks like something's hanging from the branch. It does. I don't know what that's supposed to be. It's pretty creepy. In his hand, too, it looks like something's hanging upside down. Kind of looks like he's holding, like, a doll upside down. Oh. Do you see the top left corner, too? I was just going to say, Brandy, is that just, like, a bunch of skulls and a, like... (gasps) Creepy. creepy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to be uploading pictures of all these, so don't you worry. I could look at this for like an hour and be like, oh my god, I didn't notice that part. Yeah, his face too. Yeah, he doesn't look like the happy-go-lucky five-year-old from before, that's for sure. It's still a kid though. <laughs> it's Damn, those super creepy. dolls coming out of the ground. Oh, gross. Yeah, there's two dolls coming out of the ground as well. Oh my god, creepy. I didn't even notice a lot of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Zach wrote in an article about the original painting that while he was awaiting the arrival of the prequel, he began to experience some eerie things because he's Zach Baggins and that's what he does. Hmm. (laughs) While it was on the way, several employees at the haunted mansion owned by him began to report hearing the sound of a child's tricycle traveling around the halls of the building. And this was often accompanied by the sound of a bicycle bell ringing. And in the oddities room, which I guess is a room at his museum, a light bulb randomly exploded above an old coin-op machine that was on display. And this machine, according to Zach, had a long hose coming out of it with a hand on the end. And when the painting actually arrived, Zach was shocked to see it because Bill had wanted to wait until it was there to show Zach the piece of art. So he hadn't necessarily connected these strange experiences to the art that he ordered. But when he saw it, he immediately noticed in the painting there was a long hose-like thing with a hand on it that was ringing the bell of the bicycle. (laughs) Yeah, that's fucking weird. It's so weird, right? Yeah, and he was saying, like, even just talking to the guy on the phone, he felt, like, a weird connection to him. The artist himself, like, is like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's such a Zach Baggins thing. (laughs) As of today, the hand to resist him is kept in the storage of the gallery owner who purchased it from eBay all those years ago, which kind of seems like a waste because it's a pretty cool piece of art, but it's none of my business. (laughs) 
As for Bill, while he struggled to provide for his family as a painter from 1974 until 1992, he eventually did begin to work in the film industry and was later hired by LucasArts Entertainment. Working in this industry gave him a new perspective and experience, and today he works alone as a painter in his home studio in Washington, where he also lives with his wife, who is also a painter. So he actually finished up the painting series just this year with a piece named What Remains. Brandy, this is the one I just sent you. So you could go check that out. But this painting depicts what to me looks like a human skull with two shoes next to it. While on the top of this painting, you could see someone's legs are hanging down, which I imagine is the doll. So I think it's my interpretation is like that the old man has died while the doll turned into a girl and she lives on. But aren't subjective so <laughs> you know maybe you'll feel some other type of way i don't know still creepy still super super creepy and you know i just noticed in the bottom left corner is that can with the wire things that she was holding in the first one yeah that's literally what i was gonna say i didn't notice that what do you think this even is this like a room or is this supposed to be like oh is this supposed to be the original glass window like it's opening up into like a portal or something almost it looks like a Does that sound insane? It kind of looks like a portal to hell. It's like all red in the middle. I cannot tell what's happening, but uh, I'm emo, so this is my personally my favorite of all the <laughs> paintings he did. Put a skull in it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's my favorite. I don't know. That skull looks like very tiny to be like a uh, adult still. You think it was the little boy then? Or it could be the girl. Yeah. I don't know. It's creepy. And there's like the shoes right there too. It does look like a very small skull actually. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, the the main thing that got me to talk about this story was that a little kid said that the paintings would get out of the painting and fight with each other. And I was like, that's my suddenly my new worst nightmare. I didn't know I had. <laughs> it's so yeah, scary. Oh my God. And then for their parent to write right after that, well, ghosts aren't real, but... And I'm like, you made them sound like it was pretty real a second ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is it for my story. I'm going to upload pictures of all of these, so don't any of you worry. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> make sure to check them out on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Damn. It's a, it's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> I don't like any of those paintings. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to choose one, which would you choose, Brandy? Mm -hmm. To hang in your house? No. Maybe I wouldn't choose the creepiest one to hang in my house then. They're all creepy. I don't know. They're all creepy. I don't know. Well, the sewer one is probably the least creepy. Yeah, that's the creepy. most like colorful one. I think that's why, because there's a lot of blue in it. And I'm like, oh, all right, that's kind of chill. It's fucking weird. But it's still creepy because <laughs> there's still the hands like in a pile and like her holding the doll's mask. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, uh, what, I'm ready for your story now. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna talk about the Buzz. I think I hope I'm saying that right. The Buzzbee stoop chair. It is also known as Dead Man's Chair. Oh, and also known as the Chair of Death. What a name for a chair! <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary chair. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Um. So yeah, this haunted oak chair was apparently the favorite chair of a man named Thomas Buzzbee. Thomas. <laughs> uh, Thomas was an alcoholic, criminal, and murderer. Oh, cool, Thomas. That's not 
I mean, that's not very cool, Thomas, I should say. <laughs> you know, on one article, it said that he was a striper, but I swear, I when I first read it, I read stripper. Oh, <laughs> you're like, wow, he had a lot of jobs. Yeah, that asked, like, when I was like, oh, he's a stripper, and then literally when I was writing down my notes, like, I looked at it again, and I was like, oh, shit, that's not stripper. <laughs> I kind of wish you would have said stripper. So we just, I started believing it. We get all of our listeners to believe it. I'm like, wow, this guy was a stripper, murderer, and probably like the fucking 1800s or something, I imagine. Can you hear that? No. Okay, good. There's a, um, the husky next door is being the most. Honestly, since I just told you that creepy story and the way you looked up, you looked really serious. I was like, hear what? <laughs> no, it's like he's being crying he's like ah, excuse like are so dramatic. talkative they're hilarious yeah it is it's hilarious <laughs> but it's because like our neighbors are scandalous as fuck and it was like <laughs> two different couples and they each had a husky oh but one of the couples left and they took their dog oh dang so the other one's like sad he's even lonely though, yeah it's lonely even though they would literally fight all fucking day you would just hear them like growl at each other they were talking <laughs> no, like they're them like fighting. Oh my god! Well, because one of them was a girl, and one was a, one of them. One of them was a boy, mm-hmm. and the boy would always like try to, you know, get on her. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and she would know. always get super pissed. Yeah, she was probably glad to be away from him. Probably, it might be <laughs> the boy that's here. I don't know. Probably, <laughs> he's like, give me bitches. I miss my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> sorry for the tangent no i think that was the best tangent we've had this episode so <laughs> I, I miss my bitch <laughs> i miss my bitch uh what was i oh okay so apparently thomas busby was on his way to be executed oh what a jump <laughs> um <laughs> well it's just a little hint to later on okay but basically, well, there's like a few different variations of it. Some mm-hmm. articles say that he was on his way to get executed and his last wish was to stop at his favorite pub to have a drink. Oh my god. But another like variation is either that he was actually there like when he got arrested. Oh, okay. But at somehow a, a pub is involved. Yes, a pub and a chair. <laughs> <laughs> did he have a favorite chair at the pub yes he does it was no really <laughs> yes it was his favorite chair like it was his chair oh my god what a guy who's like this is my favorite pub and my favorite pub chair yes wait it was si- for another tangent sorry leah uh our old co-host my sister if you're new she used to work at Applebee's and there was this person who went there so often and sat at the same spot on the bar that they put a little plaque with his name on like the table where it is. No way. It was so weird. <laughs> That's kind of cool though. I like sat next to it and I was like, what is this? He's not dead or anything. He still goes there. <laughs> but he just goes there so much. That yeah. I know him. Yeah. What a God, honestly. That's kind of cool. I know, right? I mean, maybe not Applebee's, like, maybe somewhere better, but... Yeah. That's I the mean, kind of... I cool, like, when they recognize you places, at places. I know. I always... Like, anytime that anyone recognizes me, I'm like, oh my god, I made an impression? <laughs> yeah. 
No, like me and Larris, when we used to go early on in our relationship, we went to go eat sushi a lot. Okay. That literally one of the waitresses like knew our order. Like oh she knew gosh. us. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. She was like, "Do you guys want the usual?" And we'll be like, "Yeah." <gasps> I've always wanted to go somewhere where they're like the usual because they know me so well. Yeah, it's like we always get the same shit too. Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> then also too, like at Starbucks where I work, they know me. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, it's because I always do mobile order and they just like know my Oh face. yeah. They're always yeah, the- like, "Hi, Brandy, how are you?" <laughs> I've never had anyone like that. The closest I had was like flying to Hawaii a couple of years ago. We had the same flight attendant on our flight back. We were only there for like fucking three nights. And then they asked me if I was on the flight on the way there. And I was like, yeah, I was. And uh, that's the closest I've been to being recognized by someone. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, you're like, that's fucking lame. No, that's cool <laughs> that she like remembered you guys because she must see like how the people. I know, I was surprised. And honestly, I feel anxious about weird stuff. So at first, whenever I saw it was the same flight attendant, I felt anxious until she acknowledged that she remembered me as well. And then I felt fine. Anyways, <laughs> I had my second therapy session today, so I'll be better soon. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, there was those two ways that varies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his favorite chair and his favorite bar for anyone who forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently he well like they were taking him away he stated may sudden death come to anyone who dare sit in my chair uh- <laughs> first of all it's not your chair you don't own it it's at a public bar <laughs> yeah but whatever Bubsy I mean Busby there wasn't a ton of information but I did read on one source that says he did own it was either a farm, an inn, or the pub. It wasn't very clear. Oh, so it potentially was actually yeah, his it chair. It potentially was his, but I don't know. How are you gonna love a chair so much that you're like, I hope whoever sits here dies? <laughs> I I don't know. Dramatic ass. Do you uh did you say what year this was? Not or around what time? Okay, cool. I have not, but it was seventeen oh two. Holy shit, this is a long thing. Yeah. That's why it was not very clear, like, what he owned. Oh, because it was, like, 300 years ago. <laughs> Dead ass. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah. It remained in the pub for centuries, and people were dared to sit in it. Because basically everyone knew the story. Dang. You're just daring someone to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there were many deaths. No! <laughs> um, during World War II, airmen from near a nearby base made the pub a hot spot and the chair a hot seat. And people soon noticed that the ones who sat in it would never come back from the war. Oh my god. <laughs> That's brutal. It's literally just stories and stories. Jeez. Um, in 1967, two Royal Air Force pilots sat in it and while driving back to base, they crashed into a tree and died. <gasps> oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years later, two bricklayers, I'm guessing like construction workers. They, I was like, they like pile bricks. Like literally like lay bricks. <laughs> yeah, you should see me and Brandy's hand movements with the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> <Laying> bricks <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> um, 
They decided to try it, and that afternoon, the bricklayer that sat in it fell to his death. <laughs> Why is everyone sitting in this death chair when I, there's, like, known people who have died from sitting I in mean, the death I chair? I guess it's just kind of, like, curiosity, like, if it's actually going to happen. I know. If I was there, I'd be like, yo, be like, it. nah, you lying. <laughs> let me sit in it. You lying. Let me do it. I'm like, but... <laughs> Um, the cursed chair has apparently killed every person who sat in it, no matter what. Some other instances include a roofer who sat in it died after the roof he was working on collapsed. <gasps> um, and a cleaning lady stumbled into it while she was mopping, was later killed by a brain tumor. Wait, she didn't even sit on it on purpose. She tripped and fell into it and she died for that. Well, I read... On one um, source that she died from a brain tumor, but then on another source that she died from an aneurysm. <gasps> oh my god, Which I'm like, both are scary. Yeah, both are scary and both are kind of different. They are. One is much quicker. It could have been the aneurysm because that would be like immediate. Yeah. From the very limited things I know about <laughs> brain aneurysms. A.K.A. an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that they talk about it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, eventually the pub owner moved it into the basement, hoping that nobody would sit in it. Yeah, finally. Why didn't you do that years ago? Right. Um, however. No, come on. One day, a delivery man was in the basement and sat in it. An hour later, he crashed in his truck and died. Oh, my God. But I guess the pub owner, like, I read in one source that the delivery guy was like, Yo, that chair you have downstairs is, like, really comfortable. No! Yeah, I was like, dude, I hope that did not actually happen. And then he died an hour later. The pub owner was like, yeah, you should go. <laughs> he was probably low-key like, shit. <laughs> Sorry, friend. Um, But yeah, it was after that death that he was basically like, I gotta get this chair out of here. Yeah, preferably. <laughs> And so the local museum decided to take it and to make sure nobody sat in it, they hung it five feet off from the ground. Oh my god, really? Yes, it was either five, chair? five to six feet off the ground. Oh my god. That's... They really don't want nobody to sit in it. I'm like, are you going to tell me someone used a ladder to climb up and sit <laughs> in it? No, but... <laughs> oh no, but what? I'll get there. Okay. Um, after the chair was taken, the pub owner still heard stories of those poor unfortunate souls that sat in the chair. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Ariel. Yeah. They're like so sad. That's so <laughs> what the fuck is she even saying there? I love that song though. <laughs> poor fortunate souls. In is Ursula in the podcast right now? Oh, in pain and need. To be thinner. This one wants to get the girl, and do I help them? <laughs> oh yes indeed <laughs> poor, we're gonna get sued by disney for this i love that uh, we're gonna get hit with a cease and desist i know sorry disney <laughs> your singing was spot on though Thank good you. job <laughs> i love the the and i told you one of my favorite rides is still the little mermaid ride oh yeah you said it's like your chill ride yeah. i know whenever ride. we're uh, <laughs> whenever we got to that right i was singing along to that song yeah too. <laughs> i was singing to that one and part of your world i don't really like singing to kiss the girl oh. or under the sea yeah those ones are just okay 
Wait, can I tell you an embarrassing story? Okay. When I was in the fifth grade, I had a crush on my fellow fifth grader's older brother who was in eighth grade. He was kind of weird. Uh, that's another story about how he was just fucking weird. But uh, to hint that I had a crush on him, I don't know. We used to listen to uh, Radio Disney a lot on her TV whenever we were over there. And her, me, and Leah would call and request songs. And I would call and request that song. I'd be like, oh, my God. What if he heard it? That'd be, like, so crazy if he, like, knew I requested it. And, yeah, uh, it's weird now because I was, like, 10 or something. And he was, like, 13. So I was like, that would have been odd. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that I, that was the thing I did, calling, requesting them to play Kiss the Girl with uh, evil intentions. <laughs> Actually, for Pride, Disney Plus... Let, or they had Haley Kiyoko sing Kiss the Girl. So now it has like <gasps> I a love new Haley Kiyoko. Yeah. Yes. Hell yes. Oh my God. I love her. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's cool. Okay. With the live action Little Mermaid, they need to make her gay. At least bye. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, isn't it uh, Halle Bailey that's going to play her too? Chloe and Halle. Do you know who they are? I think, yeah, the twins. Yeah, or not? They're actually not twins. Oh, they're they're not? just sisters. Yeah. Everyone thinks that they're twins. I thought yeah, so too. Yeah, they look hella alike. They do. They're only like a year or two apart. I got really into them during quarantine, <laughs> but uh, now I need her to be by in the movie. I know. Please and thank you, Disney. It was like announced a long ass time ago. They announced that in like 2014. I feel like <laughs> it's <laughs> that, never that's coming. A bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> yes. No, no exaggeration. Literally. <laughs> well, I mean, then again, they're probably trying to make it look under the water. So I can see how that's... It's going to be more, uh, like, expensive and yeah. take longer. <laughs> and there was the whole pandemic thing. True. <laughs> Put a wrench in the plans, I'm sure. But yeah, sorry for that whole Disney tangent. No, no, no. I like you know, it. you contributed. I did. It was my <laughs> fault. I chose those words. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, but afterwards, like, even after the chair was gone, he just kept hearing more stories of people that, like, supposedly sat in it and died. Dang. Um, like, did it, do you know if it was, like, they sat in the past and died, like, later on? Or if he just hadn't heard these stories yeah, before as they were happening? From my understanding, he just hadn't heard it. <laughs> he was hearing them all, and he was like, oh, my God, why did I take so long to get rid of this yeah. chair? <laughs> Um, like he heard of another story of World War Two of a truck driver that picked up two, it was either one or two airmen, and that they mm -hmm. asked him to stop at the pub. And while they were in the restroom, the driver unknowingly sat in the chair, and I guess the airman took took forever to get out of the bathroom or something, so the mm -hmm. driver ended up leaving. And when the air the airman actually I guess got really pissed and had to go back to base. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> found the driver and killed him. <gasps> Wait, that's not where I saw that story going at all. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, the car crash and he was just angry or something. Oh, my God. He killed him because he was so mad about I it? I guess. Yo, that spirit of Busby or whatever took over him. <laughs> I swear to God. very angry and impatient man. Yeah, he fucking sounds like it. Who's like one of their final words are whoever sits in this chair is gonna die, motherfuckers. <laughs> but yeah, for over three hundred years, mystery and speculation has surrounded the famous chair. Jeez. Now I'm going to talk 
more about the infamous owner, Tom Thomas Busby. Oh, God, tell me more about this motherfucker. <laughs> so Thomas was the original owner of what is now known as the Busby Stoop Inn, which is located in Kirby Whisk, a small village near the town of Thirsk in New Yorkshire. Whoa, that's like England, England, yeah, England. Yeah. <laughs> deep in England. Deep in England. <laughs> e- 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 blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. England. England. <laughs> Robert's gonna hate me whenever we start going to Europe, and I'm like, oh, we need to go to this little village. He's gonna be like, oh yeah, is it like really pretty? And I'm gonna be like, yeah, for sure. And I'm gonna be like, look at this fucking chair. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go to the Thirsk museum. museum. Oh yeah, the Thirsk museum just to see a chair. Oh, I would totally do that. <laughs> But yeah, the death of Thomas has been popularly. Popularly? Popularly. Wait, why does that sound burglarly? (laughs) Yeah, it does. I think it's popularly. No. Yeah, I think I I said it early, early. (laughs) Popularly. 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 Why did I add an extra E? (laughs) The burglarly is strong in this one. The death of Thomas has popularly. Associated with the number of fatalities that occurred later in history, mostly because of the chair itself. Dang. But they he all basically know murdered all Busby's them. chair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Thomas was married to this woman named Elizabeth. And in 1702, he had a meeting with his father-in-law, Daniel Audie. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, with whom he had become a partner in petty crime with. They apparently... Oh. Ran... Isn't that nice? Bonnie oh, no. <laughs> Um But they apparently ran a coin counterfeiting business along with other criminal enterprises. What a 1700s thing to do. <laughs> right? Forging fake coins. Fake coins. I mean, I, they did <laughs> other sketchy stuff, but that was like the main thing. That one's the funniest, I must say. Probably. (laughs) Um, But yeah, after a heated argument, Thomas left the pub. I guess they were at the pub. Mm -hmm. um, Only to return later to find Daniel sitting in his favorite chair. Oh, Daniel. Uh, According to the story, Thomas ordered Daniel to get up and leave, which he did. But after a while, Thomas was pretty angry still and went and found Daniel on... At what was then called Dano Dano T Hall. Okay. Dano T Hall, which was basically like uh, Daniel's like property. I think it was a farm or something. Oh wow, it was his hall. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, it is here police say Thomas murdered Daniel with a hammer and hit the <gasps> body in the woods. Oh my god, with a hammer. Yeah, gross. Brutal. That's your father-in-law. How are you gonna tell your wife? Right. Be like, but babe, he sat in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my How god. Dare How dare he, Daniel. Um, but yeah, the authorities soon located Daniel's remains and arrested Thomas at the pub. I mean, they just jumped <laughs> to him real quick because I think he, I mean, he was a criminal. He's been in trouble before and it's just, it was such a Thomas thing. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Thomas, honestly. Like it had to be Thomas. He has a yeah, short fuse. And, uh, People probably saw them arguing at the bar, too. True. Also, I love that he was so well-known that they were like, they arrested him at the pub. Oh, yeah. Where like, he I always he was is. a known, like, drunk there. 
Oh, God. <laughs> so the story goes that he was being led away to the gallows to be gibbeted, which <laughs> is basically where they publicly execute you by hanging. Ew. But it's not one of those big-ass ones, you know, like, where the floor falls. Not... Oh, okay. Like, how was it? Do you want me to send you a picture? Sure. Because it looks very it's different. Okay. What's the normal one called? I'm trying to remember right now. Like gallows. Gallows? The gallows. Is that what they're called? <laughs> oh, well, I guess it was the gallows. Like, they hang him, but then they also... Um, let me send you a picture. Mm -hmm. They basically put, like, his body up on display for a few <gasps> days. Just, like, oh him God, hanging. That's... that's so gnarly. I'll send you a picture. Oh, my God. Yeah. Brady, that, that is, like, worse than I can imagine. Yeah, they definitely You're like, just put you on display. You're, like, kind of in a little cage thing. Yeah. Oh, I bet it takes so much longer to die in that, too, because at least the gal or like whenever it breaks through, you have a chance of breaking your neck. Well, I think this they do just... put them in there first, like the kill. Oh, them. okay. And then... Ew, and then they hang them here separately. Yeah. That's almost worse. Well, I guess they, <laughs> they, they used to do it back in the day to like basically show other criminals, you know, don't fucking don't fuck with don't us. Don't do crime or you're going to end up like this guy. Okay, but how many people do you think were falsely executed back then? True. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, man. Even today that happens. <laughs> Ooh. That's I did not know that, that was a thing and that's scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was then that he cursed the chair, like when they picked him up. What a guy. Um but because he was drunk at the time, it was very unlikely that Thomas drew much attention to his rantings. Although, <laughs> although they were documented by several witnesses. Okay, so someone did actually see him say, mm -hmm. like, like cursed were... be thy chair. Yeah, uh, some accounts reported that Thomas shouted out to onlookers that anyone who sat in his chair would die a horrible death just that he was about to do. Jesus. <laughs> what a, like, grumpy old man, bro. Well, I don't right? know if he was old. I, mean... I don't know when he was born. <laughs> it's too too far back to know that. Um, but he... Old enough to murder. True. <laughs> uh, since that time, many people have reported seeing the ghost of Thomas Busby at or near where he was, like, hanged. Whoa. I wasn't expecting a ghost in here, yeah. too. A lot of people, like, nice. report seeing him and... They know it's him because he has, like, a noose around his neck. Oh, my God. Gross. It would kind of remind me of Harry Potter of, like, Sir Headless Nick. Oh, nearly headless. Oh, nearly headless. But how can you be nearly headless? <laughs> like this. That part always grossed me out. Ah! Oh, sh we should be actors. Have you ever thought about that? We should be in the remake of Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 We're just the little kids like, Ah! <laughs> That is a uh, gross. Is he like hanging in the ghost, or is he walking no, around? No, I think he's walking noose? around, but like with the noose. Ew, that is very nearly nearly headless Nick of him. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the late eighteen hundreds, a chimney sweep and his friend were sitting in the pub, and the sweep, who apparently had occupied the Busby stoop chair, was found dead the next morning <gasps> on a gate post next to the old hangman's gibbet. 
Ew, basically, wait. they found him hanging, and they ruled it a suicide. Uh, I okay. Anytime I hear of someone publicly hanging themselves somewhere, I'm like, this doesn't sound like a suicide. Yeah, that's sus. <laughs> it's very sus. It was a trip. Ew. It was Busby. He, but he, he said, catch creepy. me outside, and then he hung him. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> there are also accounts of several motorcyclists and bicyclists who, after stopping at the inn for a drink, were later involved in fatal collisions with automobiles. I feel like this bar owner should be in jail. <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> Why did he put this fucking chair away? I don't know. Was there like a warning sign? I don't think so. It was just kind of like... Well, you actually, you said... Yeah, it's word of mouth. Just think of the poor housekeeper who accidentally fell into it and (laughs) fucking died. So sad. Um, One man who sat in the Busby chair of death died of a massive heart attack the following night. Ugh. A hitchhiker who had spent time at the pub for a refreshment was struck and killed by an automobile two days later. Oh my god. A lot of them are, like, vehicle-related, too. Yeah. Um, The inn itself was becoming more and more famous as these stories became widely circulated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The death pub. (laughs) Yeah. Most folks agreed that it was either the most amazing of coincidences or an example of actual cursed enchantment. Wow. If that's a coincidence, that's like fucking wild. There's too many to be. There's so many. Oh my god. That is crazy. There's probably more. They're just like aren't online people who didn't know the story and didn't share yeah. it shout to me like oh my god the day after we were drinking my loved one died yeah that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the pub was later owned by a brewery and the chair was removed in the 1970s no one has sat in the famous haunted chair since 1978 oh thank god <laughs> Is a favorite stop for inquisitive ghost hunters and curious tourists. Yeah, whenever I go to England, I'm going to go and check that off my list. I'll be like, weird death stoop. (laughs) Done. Like, he's literally (laughs) hanging in the corner. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Um, But yeah, it is said that for some time prior to the death, the person who sat in the chair experiences haunting experiences. Including oh. extreme itching, paranoia, hearing things, confusion, items being moved, um, written warnings on mirrors and walls about <gasps> the person's imminent death, in addition oh. to many other strange happenings. That's scary. It's not even just you die. It's like you're being terrorized for a couple days Right? First. Like, I feel like those people that die yeah. like a few days later, they probably went through Ooh. all that. Yeah, they probably had a rough go of it. But yeah, the owner basically donated the chair and was like, I just have one condition, you know, don't let anybody sit in it. And so that's why they hung it up. I like that he has the audacity to say that after like a hundred people. Right. 
Don't make my mistakes, kids. <laughs> um, Cooper Harding, a manager of the Thrift Museum, says many people have either tried to or have requested to have the chair brought down to try to sit on it. Okay, first of all, they're fools because it's literally a death chair. Second of all, who goes to a museum and they're like, can you just like take down this exhibit real quick? I just like want to try it out. <laughs> Was... Just go to like the Louvre and be like, "Can you like take down the Mona Lisa? I want to like touch it." <laughs> right? That's fucking weird. I actually it's so weird. I read on one source that some like Japanese like film team like literally uh-huh. ended up suing the museum for like not letting them like <gasps> get the chair down and sit on it. That's not how museums work. You can't just be like, take down that piece. Right? I want it. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's crazy. But obviously the museum won because they were like, nah, bro. Like, we don't want to be responsible yeah. for your death or some shit. <laughs> right. But yeah. A renowned and respected furniture historian with a research fellowship at the Victoria and Albert Museum. Sorry, so long. <laughs> It's okay. Um, Dr. Adam Bowett. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Dr. Adam Bowett suggests that the chair was actually made 138 years after Thomas Busby's execution. Oh, okay. He says that the oak chair was manufactured between 1843 and 1881 and is known as a hmm. case Caster chair. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Oh, it's just a type of chair. Uh, yeah, it's just a type of chair. But I don't know. I wonder. That's like so many coincidences. I mean, I could see that if it was maybe they got it wrong and it was like one of Busby's fucking descendants or something. Mm-hmm. Or like it wasn't even this guy, but someone else did it. But like so many people died in it, even if it wasn't Busby's story. There's some fucking story behind that chair. (laughs) If not Busby's chair, it was someone else's, that's for sure. It's sketch, but I still believe it was haunted. (laughs) Maybe not by him, though. Who knows? Oh, shit. That's crazy. It's always weird whenever the stories end with, like, and the chair was actually made 100 years later, and it's like, well, why is it haunted then? It's like, was it, though? (laughs) I know. Are we sure? What's a furniture historian even? Yeah, that, I didn't even know that was a thing. No I did. Whenever you said it, I was like, "Are you saying two different things, or is this like a title?" The whole last title for my man, Doctor Ed. Whole last Bowett. title. Or Bowett. <laughs> a furniture historian. All right. Well, someone cursed it. That's for sure. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't Busby. Maybe it was Daniel. <gasps> Maybe it was Busby's kids. I was going to say Busby Jr. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that is that's the creepy. I definitely want to go there. I know. It would be interesting to see the chair in person. Because it just looks like I an old, you. simple chair. And you're like, why is that on the wall? Well, let me show you. I was going to look it up right now. It's just Busby chair? Yeah, the Busby stoop chair. Oh my god, I see it. Ooh, that's actually really creepy to see a chair just hanging on the wall. <laughs> Uh, I don't like that much. Oh my gosh. But it, it did us just looks like an old simple chair. It does. That is so weird. Oh, I totally want to see this. I don't, I'm getting creepy vibes just from seeing like the museum looks like it's 
creepy. I know. It's just hang- literally <laughs> hanging in the corner. I, I don't know why that makes me, like, uneasy. Maybe Robert probably won't go with me. I'll just go alone. Brandy, meet me in England. <laughs> <laughs> You're not down. Meet me in Thirsk. All right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so if you guys want to uh, buy some of our merch to pay for this trip to Thirsk, <laughs> please do so. <laughs> but uh, do you have anything else to add? No. I have some solid advice. If somebody says, if you sit in this chair, you're going to die, don't sit in the chair. Yeah, that's good advice. There we have it, folks. <laughs> life hack to end all life hacks. But uh, if any of you would like to reach out to us, you can through email at thespookyshit.pod at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any creepy haunted stories that you know about or have personally happened to you. Thank you all for listening. This was a weird one. (laughs) Both of these images actually really creep me out to look at your chair and my painting. Both make me feel uneasy. Right? (laughs) I don't usually feel that way after, actually. Usually I'm like more entertained, but that picture of the chair creeped me out. It's funny because it just looks like a simple ass chair. It's just a chair, but just thinking about it makes the vibe feel weird. So true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Goodbye. everyone it's michelle oh sorry (laughs) i thought it was my mic and i was like what is this echo (laughs) ready now (laughs) yeah sorry okay it's okay